solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys for another day of Texan talk with my partner in crime. Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. On this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, ladies and gentlemen, we are officially one day away. From the start of the 2021 NFL draft. Why are you draft. so excited? What are you... Because it's the draft. You should have said yeah. two days away <laughs> for the Texans. Why are you so excited? Because it's the draft. Because regardless of where the Houston Texans are selecting, we are still welcoming a new group of NFL players. And ladies and gentlemen, really quick before moving on, I am really excited to see what the New York Jets the San Francisco 49ers and the Atlanta Falcons are going to do because if all three of those teams pass up on Justin Fields, we're really going to have another Mitchell Trubisky situation. I, I, I really do no believe way that. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and the San Francisco 49ers trade up and, and, and give up what they gave just to take Mac Jones. I'm not, I'm not falling for that. I like Mac Jones. I really do. But, the love and hype Mac Jones has gotten within the last month and a half, two months, compared to the dissecting of who Justin Fields is, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Uh, but I, that's why I hate the combine. That's why I hate draft season. You forget the year or two of, of what this player, in this case Justin Fields, has done uh, – and now, like players like Trey Lance, and I'm pretty sure Trey Lance is a good quarterback. I mean, he didn't throw an interception in the last full season of football he played. But that was in 2019. Yeah, but but he's no he's no Justin Fields. Justin Fields has been the guy since high school. All of a sudden, we're finding reasons why he's not the guy anymore. Cut it out. It's stupid. It's it's straight up stupidity. But you know that's part of the reason why I'm in excitement. But that's part of the reason why I am excited about this NFL draft, because this is going to be very interesting. However, to get things back on Locked On Texans, on today's show, we're going to talk about Justin Reed and how excited he is about partnering back up with Lonnie Johnson Jr. As we all know, Lovey Smith came out and said that he will keep Lonnie Johnson Jr. at safety alongside Justin Reed, and that is a very underestimated move. So we're going to talk about that and also talk about how important that's going to be for both Justin Reed and Lonnie Johnson Jr. And then later on in the show, we're going to keep this on the defensive side of the ball because on yesterday, Charles Aminuhu has sent out a very interesting tweet to let everyone know that he is not done in the city of Houston. And what do I mean by done in the city of Houston? We're not talking about the possibility of him moving on, but we're talking about him stepping up and taking on the role by being the Texans' most important defensive lineman. And then to close out the show, we're going to continue our countdown of the top 10 best draft selections in franchise history, taking a look at number five and number four on today's countdown. But ladies and gentlemen, 
As promised, let's get this show kicked off with the news surrounding Justin Reed and Lonnie Johnson Jr. So the NFL draft is officially one day away and in the Houston Texans case, unless they pull off a blockbuster trade, which I don't think is possible, their NFL draft is two days away. However, with that being said, I am on record by saying if the Texans do not go quarterback with their first selection in this year's draft, I want to see them draft a defensive back. And the position I would like to see them draft is as safety. And I say that because when you take a look at the Texans, safety core of course the primary safety on this team is Justin Reed and despite the conversation John and I had last week about the possibility of the Texans moving on from Reed because he is entering the last year of his current contract I do still believe that Justin Reed is a foundational piece for the Houston Texans moving forward as we enter this rebuilding stage. However, with that being said, Justin Reed has proven time and time again that he is better when he is paired with another top quality safety along his side. You take a look at 2018 during his rookie year, which is still, in my opinion, the best season Justin Reed has had so far in his career. He was paired with Tyron Matthews. You take a look at 2019, which was just as good, but not better than his rookie season. He was paired with Tayshawn Gibson. And last year, just like everybody on this offensive side of the ball, last year was a down year for Justin Reed before he had a season-ending hand injury. And that was mainly due to the purpose that it was a lot of inconsistencies going on with the Houston Texans on defense, especially with his secondary core. He started off the year paired up with Michael Thomas and then midway through the season they pair him up with Lonnie Johnson Jr. However, with that being said, Texans new defensive coordinator Lovey Smith is expecting to keep Lonnie Johnson at safety. And ladies and gentlemen, we all know by now that Johnson has proven that he is better at safety versus at corner. But on the flip side of things, this is also big for Justin Reed as well because he is excited about the opportunity to finally be paired with a safety that he already has chemistry and someone that he could develop with. And I know that this is 100% the truth because on Friday we had the opportunity to talk to Justin Reed doing his media availability. We actually had an opportunity to see what a parent of Johnson and Reed can do together because during that three-week stretch where we saw Justin Reed arguably play some of the best football of his career, that was when he was paired with Lonnie Johnson. And in that three-week stretch where the Texans went two and one and they had beat the Patriots, the Lions, and they had that heartbreaking loss against Indianapolis, Justin Reed went on a mini tear. He had recorded 21 tackles, two sacks, and two pass deflections, which ended up being the best three consecutive games that he played last season. Yes, Justin Reed did step up his game individually. However, what needs to be addressed that that was the same time where we started to see Lonnie Johnson come into his own as safety. Once again, Justin Reed is a very good talent individually, but he is better when you pair him alongside another quality safety. That quality safety heading into the 2021 season is going to be Lonnie Johnson Jr. You know, for me, I think that giving Lonnie Johnson some consistency at the safety position for another year, uh, bringing in Lovey Smith, revamping this defense. So, you know, what we were expecting out of this defense is to create more pressure up front. 
And that's one thing Justin Reed spoke about. Like we have to get after the football. That's that's stopping the run and getting after the quarterback. That's a 11 man job. And once you can start doing that, once teams are not just so dead set on running the ball down your throat and putting them in more passing situations, then you got to create turnovers. And that's what I'm expecting to see out of Lonnie Johnson this year has not recorded a turnover in the league. Somebody with his physical attributes, uh, his speed, his length, that is something that we want to see here in Houston. Like the moving you from corner to safety was smart. He was, I'm not going to say never a corner in this league, but he's fitted for safety, which is good. That's okay. You're not a disappointment and you're not a bust. Playing you as safety is what's best for Houston. But coming into year three in the league, year two at that position, we are definitely expecting to see some growth. And Justin Reed hit it right on the nail. He's going to be going into a year with a consistent teammate, partner at safety. So would Lonnie Johnson. And those two are expecting are expected to have better seasons than what we saw last year. Also remember this. And Cody, to your point, that three-game stretch that you mentioned, he balled out, right? And when once that defense was simplified, then everybody was able to get on one accord. And that was something that was missed throughout uh, the, the preseason because it was no preseason. No practices, no time to get camaraderie and communication with the next man. So the secondary uh, for Houston, that's safety. We are expecting to see them have a better year. We also are expecting Houston in this draft to address every need that Nick Casario feels fit. And at this time, whether that's safety, corner, any DB on this team, I think the entire DB room really needs a reevaluation heading into the 2021-22 season. But I like Lonnie Johnson and Justin Reed as safety to start the year. And before moving on, John and listeners, I did have the opportunity on Friday to ask Reed about the improvements that Lonnie Johnson Jr. made after he made that switch from corner to safety. And this is what he had to say. Hey, Justin, going back to um, what you were saying about Lonnie Johnson, what are some of the improvements that you saw after the team made that switch with Johnson from um, corner to safety? Yeah, I saw his confidence grow a lot. Um, I felt like he was more comfortable in that role. He's a physical guy um, throughout the year, and his, he, he got more confident, and his understanding of defense got better because in a safety position, you're, forced, you're, you're like a, a captain on the backside of the defense. You're forced to make a lot of calls. So putting him in that situation to where he had to make the calls, it made him learn the defense much better, and because of that, he was able to play more quickly. He was able to play more aggressively. And I think it just helped him overall. And that's why I'm excited for him going into year two um, because he gets to just build on all the progress that he made last year and build on that confidence and uh, come in with wheels turning. Guys, this episode is brought to you by 1010, which is a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced in limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today ring shirts to bring joy into her life the collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful i checked them out online and i was blown away by the beautiful yet simple 
ring from Lola Finhurst. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching words 10 by 10 only at bluenow.com. Hey, Locked On Texas fans, listen up. Nugget Nicks, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugget Nicks, total T text draft to 231-231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by testosterone, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus text now and they'll include a free bottle of Nugget Nicks Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Messages and data rates may apply. Tomorrow, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft starting April 29th through May 1st. You know, among the players that Houston, as fans and the organization, you know, are looking forward to having a bigger third year is Charles Omanehu. Increase his sack numbers from year one to year two, from three to four. His biggest room of improvement from the year one to year two was how many times he got after the quarterback and actually got a QB hit from five year one, 16 last year and 17 total tackles, which was a boost from 13 the year previously, two pass deflections, same as last year, a year of one. So Charles Omanehu is a guy who mentioned how he has a lot left to prove, listeners, uh, coming into this year. He will be a traditional 4-3 defensive end uh, in this team, on this team, rather, with Shaq Lawson on the other side, Malik Collins, Vincent Taylor, Ross Blacklock, Jonathan Grenard, there are some young players across this defensive front. And with the additions of Malik Collins and Shaq Lawson, do we feel, and I, and I do, that this will benefit players like Charles Omene, who, yes, it will, uh, simply because I think he'll be putting more situational packages, and, and I think that he'll be able to really win on some one-on-one battles with Shaq Lawson on the opposite side along with Malik Collins at the defensive tackle, they have an opportunity to be very good, very athletic at their positions. And with the revamping of the defense, I'm expecting linebackers to create pressure as well. I'm, I'm expecting this entire defense to be more creative uh, with getting out to the quarterback and stopping the run, the two emphasis of this team that needs to be improved on from the previous year. What are we actually expecting out of Charles Amanehu this upcoming season? Me personally, John, I'm expecting him to take the mantle as the Texans' most valuable defensive lineman. And, John, you talked about the players that he's going to be playing with this year, but just what about the defensive coordinator that he's going to be playing under this year? Lovey Smith, he is going to create a system where you're going to get the best out of Charles. And not only that, you're going to finally see what you have in guys like Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Gennard. I'm expecting a big year from Charles, but once again, not just from Charles, but for other guys on that defensive front as well. 
even if he does not become, uh, as you say, Houston's number one or main go-to guy on the defensive line, do we have confidence that even with the low ceiling of this team on both sides of the ball and overall, do we have confidence that he will be put in situations to win? Do we, do we, do we have confidence that once he's in those situations, he will win those one-on-one situations. He will win so. off some of those passes. And, and, that's, and that's good. So, like, he went from three sacks year one, four sacks year two last year. What is his ceiling for, for this year? Depends on how much playing time he how much playing time he gets. Depends on how confident this new coaching staff, his assistant coach, his position coach, feels about him. And presumably, right now, he'd be a starter. We don't know, and we still have to look at this team after the draft. Maybe they find somebody that they are more confident in for his position. But right now, the most important aspect when talking about Charles who when talking about Jonathan Gennard. Uh, Ross Blacklock, even when we're talking about a guy like Malik Collins, who had a very disappointing and underwhelming year last year in Oakland after having three good seasons in the league, starting his career off with Dallas. Where does this team want you the most? In what situations do they feel you would affect the defense the most to give them the best chance to create those turnovers, to stop the run? to get out to the quarterback, to get a sack here and there. So it's all about where this defense really wants these players, where the where they want these players to be at. And I think whether or not Charles who becomes a situational guy, a down guy, like we saw to Jacob Martin, who when he in certain situations, Jacob Martin can win at a good success rate. Or if he's going to be a majority of the time down defensive end, as long as he's been put in the best situation, then I'm okay with that. And if that best situation turns out to be the best for the Houston Texans on Sundays, then I think we found a good player. We already did in the, in the last two years, but it only matters once it translates over to wins and success for this team and defense. Locked on Texans podcast wouldn't exist without me telling you the different ways to earn extra money. Really only one way, that's with betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.com. This week has tons of sports action on the go. As the NFL draft is on, the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your team preps for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code locked on. You know, Cody, I actually can't wait to work out tomorrow. Going to work out early in the morning, get my juices flowing, and then afterwards, I'm going to eat me a delicious built Bar. My favorite right now is the Churros Marshmallow. That's one of the six new flavors, which includes the cookies and cream and lemon almond cheesecake. They also have the 12 original flavors like German chocolate, peanut butter, and peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for a health-conscious guy. Also great for a keto diet. 
Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, will Dak Prescott be ready for the start of the NFL season for the Dallas Cowboys? Dallas is actually impressed with him right now. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And to close out this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, we're going to continue our countdown of the 10 best draft selections in Houston Texans history. And now we are ready to unveil number five and number four on today's show. Coming in at number five, arguably still the greatest offensive tackle in franchise history, Mr. Dwayne Brown. And coming in at number four. Number four. Mr. Four himself, who out of everybody on this list might have his his own legacy in Houston tainted with the nonsense that's going on. The one and only Mr. Deshaun Watson. And before we get into everything, before we get into the countdown, John, you made a very interesting point on why you felt Deshaun Watson should have been at number five and Mr. Dwayne Brown should have been number four. I'll let you have the floor really quick so you can explain why. Yeah, man. It's just Deshaun has only been here four seasons. Uh, Dwayne Brown was a part of the greatest Texan team ever. A huge part of why Matt Shaw was able to, you know, have those couple of great years. A huge part of why Arian Foster and and, the, and first of all, that offensive line for Arian Foster was immaculate. But he dominated at that time. And a huge reason why Arian Foster was able to cut back to the left on those one-cut plays because he knew that Dwayne Brown was going to have his man taken care of. Um, and plus, honestly, I'm being biased, man. Whenever I have a lineman and, this, and it comes down to a skilled player and a lineman, I'm going with the lineman 10 times out of 10. That, that is just what it is. But ultimately, it's really because the length of their careers compared to one another, Dwayne Brown wins that. Dwayne Brown's success here in Houston is only going to get overshadowed because of the position he played. And Deshaun Watson's success in Houston is amplified because of the because of the position he played and how long Houston had been wanting for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And by no means am I saying he is not the greatest quarterback in franchise history. But what I am saying is I think that Dwayne Brown and his longevity in here in Houston means a little bit more in the grand scale of things. Because at least he got to a second contract. So did Deshaun Watson, but we don't know if that second contract is going to be played here in, in a few months in September. So, like I said, me being biased, also loving Dwayne Brown as an offensive lineman, understanding how important he was for this team back when they were always just like a quarterback away. I got to go with Dwayne Brown. I'm okay with putting Dwayne, Dwayne Brown over Deshaun Watson. By the way, speaking of linemen, Chester Pitts signed with the Texans yesterday in order to retire as a Houston Texan. So I thought that was pretty dope. Shout out to Chester Pitts. 
one of those guys in the Texans' younger days uh, when they were still trying to figure things out. But he will be retiring officially as a Houston Texan. Chester Pitts does a lot of the broadcasting for the Texans as well. To be honest with you, I, I, I agree with you because when you take a look back at the greatest teams in franchise history, Dwayne Brown was the primary reason why that offense was so dominant, especially when you consider how great their run game was. And let's be real, ever since Dwayne Brown left this, left this organization, I believe either in 2016 or 2017, the Texans' run game has not been good. Every single year, they've been on a steady decline. And yes, a portion of that is because this team went from Lamar Miller to Carlos Hyde to now David Johnson. You could just look at how much this run game has struggled without a very solid offensive lineman. And by the way, if the Texans didn't piss Dwayne Brown off, you are looking at a situation where they would have been, they would have not been in a position to overpay for Laramie Tunsil to get that left tackle to protect Deshaun Watson. Because I true, I truly do believe if it wasn't for the nonsense that was going on between Dwayne Brown and this Texans organization, this guy would still be a member. And John, you could let me know if I'm wrong or not, but I do believe if, if it wasn't for the nonsense going on within this organization, this guy would still be a member of the Houston Texans today. But at the end of the day, John, you, you you have to put Deshaun Watson at number four on this list because this is a guy who literally gave this organization hope that maybe, just maybe, we could finally get to at least an AFC championship game. And yes, I understand those great teams in the past. You, you know, we're talking about the 2011-2012 Houston Texans that also gave hope, but just like everyone say, we were a quarterback away. They had a quarterback. And not only did you have a good quarterback, you had a damn good quarterback in Deshaun Watson. and Who's no longer going to be with us. And that's what I was about to say. And I, to be honest with you, John and listeners, you know, despite everything that has been said about Deshaun off the field, it, it truly is sad that at the end of the day, when he is able to put this situation behind him and he's able to focus on his career and he move on from the Houston Texans organization, not only is it going to hurt that we only had him for, I'm going to say three years because we only had him for what, three games his rookie season? Then he tore his ACL. Um, for seven games. Well, well, seven games. Okay, seven games. But still, we did not have him for a full year. However, we did see what this man can do for a full season for three consecutive years. It was really fun. However, looking back on things now, given everything that has been said, his legacy in Houston has been kind of tainted, whether if it's true or not. So that's that's who we have at number five and number four it's easy to say who we're going to have in the top three so tomorrow we are going to unveil number three and number two but with that being said that concludes another installment of locked on texans the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the houston texans every single day as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. By the way, uh, Cody actually, when we look at social media, Cody won this debate or the conversation. Deshaun Watson blew Dwayne Brown out the water when I asked who was more important in the Texans draft. So um, kudos to you guys who believe that. However, how many of you guys actually played offensive line? 
That's right. I'm being jealous and biased. But until tomorrow, when we get down to the top three, you guys have a good day, Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.